Welcome to HR Talk by HR Locker. With social distancing measures in place and remote working becoming the norm, many people are feeling isolated from friends and family. Employees are juggling full-time childcare with their nine-to-five job. This can leave people vulnerable to burnout, and recent studies are showing an increase in depression and anxiety. But what effect does this have on the world of business? And are these issues that managers and employers really need to investigate if remote work is to continue? On today's podcast, we will be talking about the subject of mental health in the workplace. We talk about how employers can make their people feel valued and discuss the best practices for dealing with issues that may arise. So I'm Christelle Rin, Head of Product Marketing here at HR Locker. And in today's podcast, we will delve into the subject of employee mental health. How important is employee well-being in the workplace and how will it affect your business long term? On today's show, we have JP Taggart and Sean Grant from Core Impact. Sean and JP have worked together for years and throughout this time, they have developed systems and processes built upon their own impact success model to deliver positive outputs. So guys, welcome to the show. Um, I'd love you to tell us a bit about your background. So really our business core impact is a consultancy agency and we help organizations to engage, enable and empower their people. Um, And we do that through, that's the process that we use and we we have developed a system um, called, uh, and a model called impact success, which helps you identify the key areas that we believe uh, can develop a winning culture. So um, we work with organizations one-to-one with their, their leaders, their employees and we do Cult, uh, cultural workshops um, we do we have our own to- uh, podcast which is called culture talks that's a bit of a plug and uh, yeah we, we we love working with organizations in long form and short-term uh, projects uh, just genuinely to improve the lives of the people who work for those organizations we, we our, our vision is to become a global influence on uh, developing people uh, and that's from a personal a business and a community perspective um, and we're, we're taking steps we're quite a young organization um, but we have bucket loads of experience in terms of working with people one-to-one managing and leading more importantly um, and we just love what we do and um, even through the the crazy times that we're all living in at the minute um, and that was a nice intro that you gave there uh, it, it, now more than ever, I think it, culture in organizations is so important to, to keep your people bought in, to make sure that you're looking after your people the right way um, and to keep those motivation levels up. Employee mental health is one of these things that companies know they should be taken care of. It's something that's a buzzword at the moment. But if we were to go through, I suppose, a lot of with, with most companies, they don't really know what, what they should be doing or what their responsibilities are around in mental health. Um, what would be the key areas of responsibilities do you guys think companies should be looking at in terms of mental health for their employees? You always hear people about saying about leaving their problems at the door. So it just doesn't work. That's not what you need to do. You need people need to bring them home, their whole selves, their whole selves into the organization and, and be a big part of that and have the organization work with them. So yeah. the only way we can develop is develop as a team, develop together and do that deliberately. And and I think that's where it worked really well for us because the people that we brought in and spoke to and were allowed to open up about these things opened up the other people and then yeah. they started to open up and, and it, it became a whole positive cycle and the reward that we got from that personally for starters um, and, and being able to support and help them but the reward the organization got as well because what, what we give them they give back 10 times more 
for that and, and the dedication and the loyalty. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is something that, that people should be focusing on and the rewards are amazing for it. Yeah, so, I suppose that's kind of the, the important thing is that it's not just about, obviously, if people have mental health issues and they want to go into yes. workplace and share that with you, that's something that you need to be aware of and keep that in mind and put, you know, policies and procedures in place to make sure that that's, you mm. know, that that individual is protected at all stages and that kind of thing. But then on the other hand, it is also encouraging positive mental health in yeah. the workforce. And that's a whole separate thing that exactly like you said, if somebody's doing a good job, just to say, thanks for <laughs> Yeah. Because it comes yeah. into the better sort of picture as well, there where you're kind of looking at people's well-being, rather yeah. than you, you say sort of focusing on that that negative. Because I mean, one of the things we would always say as well with with organisations is there's a lot of circumstances with the organisations that people causing negative mental yeah. health because of how they operate, because of how they speak to people and deal with people. And I think just and this, this is why we always come back to this. We always did come back to culture, and we always do now. And you, you'll hear us saying culture many times throughout this this conversation, but. You, you sort of go back to the question because we always kind of really dip our off, but sort of go back to the question of like how do you support mental health? It's about providing that psychological safety, that positive environment for people. It's about communicating really, really well with them and being transparent about it. And it's also about seeking help where you need it yourself. But if you're a manager and you're only thinking about the bottom line, we had zero employee turnover for a two-year period. Yeah, that's so, why I think that people yeah. are mistaken. Exactly. It is it yeah, does affect yeah. your bottom the line. Recruitment costs, yeah. We had no recruitment costs for a two year period. And anyone who knows anything about recruitment will know it's one of the biggest costs you'll have throughout the year if, if you have high turnover. Yeah. So if I was so in terms of managers, I I totally agree with you that you know don't be so naive to think that mental health or not even mental health, but your well being and your culture of your people are not is not affecting your bottom line because it is. It's affecting how they perform. It's affecting if they're going to stay. It's it's affecting every it's affecting every part of their day to day whether they're doing a good job or not a good job. Um, and you know I would say that most companies at this stage will have some kind of policies and procedures in regards to mental health. But in terms of actually. Um, doing uh, fostering good um, positive health environment and a positive cultural environment would you start off with policies and procedures or would you just start off do you think kind of with workshops and chatting and stuff like that or do you think it needs some, do you think it needs to be something that goes into your handbook at the end of the day so there, there are a lot of positive steps that people people can be taking as you say workshops and things like that can also be um, part of it but but I think it's more what you do day to day it's going to have the greatest impact and just be the way you operate, isn't it? It's just how yeah. you how you do things. It's how you make people feel as well, you know. And when people feel valued in their their job and they really enjoy the the role, that makes it the world of a difference. Because the last thing you want is someone coming home and they've had a, a disagreement because somebody else was talking about them in the workplace, and they're coming home to that. They're coming home, and that's that's what they're sort of imparting on their children or their husband, their wife, or, or whatever the case may be. You know, it has a lasting impact what happens in the workplace. It's not just what happens in those. 40 hours or whatever it is, it continues on in your, your everyday life later on that evening and the next day. So, so workplaces do have an important role to play. You are responsible for your employees and anybody who says that they're not is going to face extreme difficulties. I, I don't see them as a long-term organization unless they really invest in their people. And and that, that when I say invest, it doesn't always mean money. It just means time. Yeah, just because you're remote doesn't mean you can't have that communication. You know, yeah. you still have teams and stuff. We were talking about this earlier. Um, so, so for those people who are doing, um, you know, obviously everything's remote at the moment. Um, you know, how would you guys um, say people should be kind of communicating to their employees at this stage in a positive so, way? So, um, 
normally I would say you could do voice calls and you can do conference calls and whatever, but why would you when you have this? You know, you can pick up your phone and you can you can do these calls uh, on any platform really. And so there's no real excuse for any organization or employer who's saying, yeah, well, we, we don't have that capacity. You do, you just need time. As Sean says, you don't have to spend anything else. Yeah, exactly. And it's become the, 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 and again, new normal, I hate the word, but like it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, that is, that is inwardly extremely stressing me out that I have to try and keep my kids at bay at all stages. So, you know, to get rid of that yeah. mental stress, you know, yeah. people just have to get on board, you know, and I, um, unfortunately we're very much into Captain, Captain Underpants at this stage. So that will mean that my child may walk in. <laughs> In a red cape and a white pair of underpants at some stage. So that's like, I mean, see like anything, we talk about creating, when you have an actual work workplace itself and you're talking about creating a positive environment, you know, people in a remote environment should feel comfortable that that's okay. You know, if you're with an organisation who have a problem with your child walking in the room then, you know, that doesn't say much for them. It's, they have the issue, they have the problem. It should be, you should be able to do that. You should feel safe that this is your environment you're working in. And, Whatever happens, happens, you know. <laughs> and remote is different. A lot of the time we're in people's kitchens or their bedrooms yeah. or something. That's where they're set up, you know, so you yeah. are in their homes. And everybody uh, has different circumstances, you know, as well, different pressures and different things going on every day. So like, you need to be open to these. And I think people need to be more, more relaxed about this stuff. And, and I think they are to be fair as well. <laughs> so, I mean, if we were to talk, so if you're an employee at home, obviously, I, I think I think a lot of companies are investing a lot of time in their culture at this stage. And, you know, it's a talked about subject a lot. But as an employee, if you're working in a in a company and, you know, you're you're feeling stressed or burnt out, you know, it could just be the setting or something in in work. If you've gone to your manager and they're not ready to help you or don't have that, you don't have that open door facility. What do you suggest people do? Do they just move on or talk, try to talk to somebody at the top? Or, I mean, as an employee, how much can you actually influence company culture? Formal leaders are the people who can make decisions. And if they're not on board, they're not going to bring anyone else on board. So it, it is going to be dictatorship, basically. Um, so, yeah, you do need yeah. leaders on board to be able to, to create a positive culture. In that setting, you're probably better off giving it a chance and speaking to the person who's directly above you in the structure. And that let give them an opportunity to try and make it better for you. Um, if they don't, start looking somewhere else. Yeah, I think unless you're part of the leadership team, it's going to be extremely difficult to to change to change the culture. And yes. then, you know, we spend how much, how many, you know, hours every week in, you know, of your life in in work. So if it's not a positive environment for you. Yeah, like I envy people who are able to just turn their brain off when they come, you know, that work is one thing and home is another. But for most people, I think that it will have a negative impact on your home life if your work life is awful. <laughs> you know? well, yeah, uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Many people can switch off completely. Yeah, I think yeah. it's all somewhere yeah. in your mind, no matter what, or, or impacting your, your actions at home. See, you both mentioned kind of these subcultures, and uh, I, I have seen this in companies that you have you have a great overall company culture, and you know you've put in this company culture, and everybody, you know, from leadership way, they're living and breathing it. But then there's a it's usually a group of people who maybe have been there for a really long time and they just they have their own little subculture and they're just not getting on board with the the, the new company culture you know yep. how do you kind of break down those those barriers and kind of bring them along or drag them along with you into the the new open well, transparent well, culture well, so cultures, Krista, there's always going to be someone who's kind of the leader ring leader culture. Yeah. Um, and we always say about leaders you know there, there are certain people who are going to be leaders no matter what 
you do, but are they going to be good leaders or bad leaders? <laughs> you know, yeah. only people in a positive drive. We always get a point of the, you know, you look at a gang, a gang has a leader. Exactly. They get they can get people to follow them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As an influence of that leader there. And actually the, the company that JP spoke about, one of the first companies that we work with, and um, I'll be stepped away from full-time employment. There was someone in there, and that's in, in this particular circumstance, she wasn't a bad person, but she was a leader and she was annoyed. She was annoyed with the company. So because she was annoyed with the company, everyone else was getting annoyed with the company because they were following her. So mm -hmm. what we found in that circumstance was that once we had an influence on her, that we were able to turn everything else around because people were following her. So once, as the leader, once she was on board and she believed in the, the vision of the organization and, and the direction it was going, others followed her. And, and that's how you kind of start to turn that around. But, but change takes time. And it's, you know, when there's a, a culture embedded in the, an organization or subcultures embedded in the organization, they don't just disappear overnight. They do take time to be worked on. But the fact that a subculture is created in the first place usually means there's probably problems coming from the formal leaders in the organization yeah. already so so they need to be on board again as i said you know they have to be on board first before you start creating um an overall culture rather than subcultures and I, yeah i think you're right that subcultures are probably coming from because they're banding together against something normally yeah right. <laughs> it's important to understand and um doesn't have to be somebody who they stand up and they're beating their chest and everyone's following it could be somebody who is the quietest person in the corner but they do their job really well and everyone just admires them so yeah i think it's i think it's so important to understand the power of the informal leader um, and and identifying that you get them on side usually they'll do the job for you like nine times yeah. out of ten i think i'd agree with you. if you get them inside they can become your champion to kind of bring that's one, one of the first courses we actually put together crystal was um, called cultural ambassador and um, it was for that reason it was, it was focused on informal leaders and it was just busy teaching them what culture actually is, you know, so that they actually understand what it is, first of all, because it's hard to buy into something you don't understand. So, so I think then if you're looking at doing the informal leaders or the ambassadors, as you call, I mean, you don't want to just be looking at people who are performing the best of their job. It's people who actually can get can get people behind yeah. them, whether and they that, are your favorite person or not. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. common problem that yeah. you find with the leaders of organizations, people who've done a good job. Are put into the position and they're not leaders it's, you know the great yeah. workers great at their job but they're not leaders and what i do i definitely think that 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 is the key is that if you if you want to get people on board you need to find the people who are gonna who people are gonna follow yeah that's the that's the, 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 one of the best examples we heard there recently was just you know you, you look you find the leader is the person whenever we say readers and in the pub yeah that's a, <laughs> that's a person that gets everybody to go, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. Uh, so I suppose the last thing I kind of want to go through is, um, you know, people, there's a lot of kind of worry out at the moment. You know, people aren't really sure, um, you know, if they're going to go back to work or how work is going to look like when they go back to work. Um, and, you know, even ourselves, we're, we're looking at opening the doors to our offices, getting people in. And it's different. It's different. We've got yellow signs everywhere saying, you know, remember social distance, we've got, you know, different things all over the place. Um, and we still want to have a positive work environment that isn't scary or freaking people out. So like, you know, what would you think if you're opening th places up, some people maybe come back with masks or visors or dividers or that kind of thing. How do you go about still having that positive work environment? There's a million dollar question for you. <laughs> I, I would say first and foremost, um, just communication. Communication is key. We've written a paper alongside someone else um, where we sort of investigated 
different circumstances that had happened in the past and people returning to work after difficult circumstances, like the 9 11 and things like that, we looked at. One of the things we found, you know, talking about mental mental health side of things, you know, one of one of the things we found throughout all of that was that leaders are facing the same circumstances as everyone else coming back. You know, they've had to go through lockdown and all the difficulties that have come with that. And and everybody's coming into this from a different perspective. Some people enjoy being off and like 80% and having a bit more time with their kids. Other people really struggled and you know, may have been impacted by coronavirus or by the death of family members or, or things like that. So there's so many different circumstances coming back. And we need to be open to that. You know, any leader in an organization needs to be open to that. It's okay setting the face up with the PPE and, and making sure there's safety in that respect. And that needs to be done. It is important, but it's important not to forget that people still need your focus, they still need your, your attention. And we, we need to give that time over to people. We need to still allow them to see that, you know, whether they're still working remotely or whether they come back to the workplace, that there still is a clear vision there. We need to be transparent about that. Where are we now and where are we going? What's the next steps? And, and that communication piece is, is really important. But And that's it. It's like with people coming back, this is what I've been telling kind of our customers have asked us that you need to start talking to people. We don't know. Do they have childcare? No one knows. Do, do they, have they had coronavirus? Uh, like have somebody in their household had it? Um, have they lost somebody? Is, are they minding um, a a parent who they're afraid that if they go into the workplace, they're now going to bring it home or, you know, so these are circumstances that none of us have ever dealt with. (laughs) And that's okay that people are worried. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. As long as you have an open policy of, you know, I'm going to try my best here. We're in this together. Remember, I don't jump down your throat when you don't finish your targets on time and and we work up to the next point. You know, we, it's a two way communication. You know, you need to understand that we're all in this together. And just make sure that you, as Sean says, you will end up relying on the relationships that have been built prior. And the organizations who are struggling most at the moment, getting things back up and running are probably the organizations who, from a people perspective, haven't built a culture of inclusivity. Um, And it's the dividends of the organizations who have are now paying out in in people being a bit more understanding, understanding that um, they are feeling feeling comfortable enough to come forward and say, do you know what? I, I don't feel that I'm ready to come into work. Can we have a chat about this? Personally, I discussion with um, Adam, our CEO here, and he said, when are you coming back to the office? And I said, I'll be really honest, it's when the kids go back to school. Because <laughs> you know? if they're not back to school still in September, they're still <laughs> going to be at home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to come back into the office tomorrow. but <laughs> yeah. These are the realities of what's, What's happening? That's just the way it is, isn't it? You know, but what is, like, yeah. in terms of culture, you know, we we were saying, you know, any any culture that's existed in the past, if you maybe haven't been up to scratch in the, in the cultures you've had, is a great time to, to put in place. It's a great time to start putting the, the foundations in place because a lot of what's been done in the past, maybe because everyone hasn't been together, can be forgotten. That I wouldn't say forgotten, but you can move on from them a lot easier. Let's say. Um, and you can start building new habits and, and new routines and new ways of doing things. There's no greater time to promote a positive change. Change the There's record. so much change going on anyway, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> change the record and say, do you know what? We've had enough of all the external crap that's going on outside. We as an organization see where we want to go. We want you to be part of it. Not only do we want you to be part of it, but this is where you fit into that overall vision. Here's the core values that we're trying to promote. And we expect that if we use them on our day-to-day workings, you should use them. And it's as simple as that. There's a lot more to it, but it's as simple as that. If you condense it down, if you get that part right, you're probably aiming in the right direction. 
great to have you guys on you. and we'll have all your details your contact details um uh, with the the podcast as well um so again if anybody wants to contact jp or sean we'll have all their details go to linkedin find them look at culture talks after you've listened to this podcast obviously uh, <laughs> um <laughs> but, but thanks so much for being with us guys it's been really good thank you very much